Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Divi Chat. I'm excited to be here with you today. We got some of my pals. We got Mike, Eric, and Sarah with me. And um, I am Stephanie Hudson from Focus WP. I'm excited to be here. We, I'm representing, like I said, Focus WP. You can find us at focuswp.co. And you can find me in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. Why don't we go around and get our introductions out of the way right out, out of the gate today? Okay, so I'll, I'll kick it us off, shall I? Um, my name's Mike Devitt from webdesignpro.co and our subject tonight, we're talking about tiny phone screens to huge monitors, how to design your Divi site for any device. But tonight I'd like to refer to my fellow expert panelist businesses and say that we do, don't sit still when we start building your site. You'll always be in transit when you sign up with us. Oh, my goodness. Our focus is pin sharp, not blurry, and we endure all the pain of testing on tiny phone screens and huge monitors. And we ensure that your new website will have the best Divi life going forward. Unbelievable. <laughs> we can be done. That we was amazing. Like, That's it. Laugh every week. It's so did you cool. actually introduce your name and your uh, business? I did. It was at the, it was at the beginning. All she heard was her own. <laughs> You're waiting for it. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, hey, my name's Eric, and I am with In Transit Studios, uh, and I have no skills whatsoever with writing, so uh, I I have nothing clever to say except for that. <laughs> I highly doubt. Well, thank you, Eric. I'm Sarah. I'm from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. We build websites for small businesses, mostly for Australia. But, you know, every now and then we'll reach out a little bit further. I just can't be bothered with the insurance side of it these days, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, insurance. That should be another topic. <laughs> I need to just listen to that episode, though. Uh, welcome, everybody. As Mike uh, hinted, we're talking about um, some responsive design today. This is another viewer requested topic, which we love. We actually had something else planned for this week. Um, Emma was going to join us to talk about something else, but they got set free in Australia. So she hightailed it out of there. So she's on Holly Bob's for the, for the minute and um, she'll be back next week. But in the meantime, there was uh, a thread in the Focus on Your Biz group. What did you what, Mike? I was just saying Holly Bob's. Holly Bob. I know, yeah. <laughs> my favorite way to say it. That means vacation, American. <laughs> so We didn't get was... set free, by the way. Just side note. Oh, well, she huh. did, she said. I don't know how. <laughs> so let's right, like, well, keep that one on the down like, Let's just not get her in trouble. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Emma. Um, so in the, in the focus on your biz group, uh, our pal, Kevin Shahan said a quick, he said, I have a quick question regarding monitor sizes. And then he proceeded to type out like 17 paragraphs. So it wasn't that quick of a question, but it, and it really isn't, this is kind of a heavy, not heavy, but it's got a lot of fingers. There's a lot of things we can touch on with this. Uh, Kevin got a new, um, monitor that's bigger than his previous monitor. And this has really struck him because he had a 15 inch MacBook Pro and now he's got a 27 inch um, mm -hmm. high def monitor. And so he's he's asking questions. What do we do? Do we do we design to 1920? Do we match it for, you know, is it supposed to go for 1080p? Are we, and then he started talking about percentages and things like that. And he and in the comments on the thread, some other folks were like, oh, I'd love to know this answer too. Somebody said, how about a Divi chat episode? So here we are as 
as is our favorite thing to do, is to take something that seems kind of complicated and kind of scary and try and make it uh, not so not so intimidating, right? Like maybe a little yeah. fun even? I don't know. Maybe I might be pushing it. But So we talk a lot in responsive design about mobile, right? We have mobile first is a, is a phrase that a lot of folks say. And that's been debated on the show before. And like, I don't want to say we debunked it, but we most everybody, including our pal Kenny Singh from Elegant Themes, we still mostly design for the larger screens and then adapt that for, for mobile. That doesn't mean you get to forget about mobile. You basically have to plan for all of the sizes. But I thought this was kind of an interesting take because we're so mobile, mobile, mobile in all of the discussions about responsive design. How do we handle the bigger formats, you know, as designers and developers, we might have gigantic screens or multiple screens in front of us that aren't really real world scenarios for our customers or their customers. So to kick us off, we don't have our, our pal Tim to define for us today. He is currently sitting on the 10 freeway stuck in traffic from San Diego trying to get back <laughs> home so he could make it. So um, anyway, Mike, Mike's going to step in, right, Mike? Are you ready? I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about breakpoints. So, yeah. you know, so, in response, sorry, go on, right. what are you going to say? No, no, please do. Like, explain to the folks, just so we all start out on level footing with the same yeah. understanding of how we're using these words, describe to them just briefly responsive design and then specifically what the breakpoints mean. Yeah, I mean, responsive design um, has started really with uh, the, the whole, uh, what is a viewport. Um, and um, in Divi, you have a viewport uh, for a mobile optimized site. So this is in the in the header.php uh, and is a meta tag. And this was originally introduced by Apple. But what we do when we uh, create um, any of our designs and uh, is we use uh, breakpoints uh, that are already built into Divi. Um, and they are basically media queries to change the design based on the size of the device or the browser's width and height. And this is usually done uh, in pixels. So in Divi, we have um, three uh, breakpoints. We have a mobile breakpoint where the content size can change or even content appear or disappear. And that is uh, around about 479 pixels in portrait mode and 767 pixels in landscape. And then we go up above the 767 pixels to have a further breakpoint between that and 980 pixels. And this is where the tablet size is um, and above 980 pixels. We have desktop mode um, and you can see all of these in action in your visual builder when you go into Divi. Right. So. To reiterate, so <laughs> want me to do that again? Sizes, <laughs> no, but the, I didn't know you were going to go like the actual pixel number. So that's cool, though, right? This is how yeah. big the displays are. That's the one good thing is that we know the size of an iPhone screen. We know how many pixels are on a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air 13 inch. We know how many pixels across each of those devices are so we can be prepared for that. So what we do is the responsive design, and this may be a little more basic if you guys have been doing any CSS, but basically when the viewport, as Mike says, or the inside of the browser, and we're gonna come back to that word view before, because that remember that letter V at the beginning of it. When you shrink that down and it hits 
that 980 pixels or 400, whatever the pixel number is, it reads the CSS and it changes how things are laid out. So when you think of responsive design, it is your design responding to the size of that window and based on those specific breakpoints. So it's not yeah. magic how that happens. It's, it's put in there. And when you're using a theme like Divi, it's got, um, it's got, like Mike said, it's got certain breakpoints built in, but sometimes you get to a place where you need something much bigger, or you've got a client who has like a Nokia flip phone and they want their site to look great on that or whatever it is, right? Like we've all had those. Which is sometimes like the breakpoints just in Divi, they're pretty broad. And I think almost all of us would have always experienced that moment where even at its very most basic form, the, the header, like when it isn't, it starts to overlap before it gets to tablet size. And so then you have to make a decision, like, what am I going to do? I don't want to change my whole header for every single size on a desktop, but equally there is this moment from 981 to um, 1100 where it looks terrible. So what am I going to do at that point? Divi didn't give me an option and I don't want to change it for every other desktop. So what am I going to do here? And that's where you have the power to be able to add in your own media queries. So while Divi has these set points, there will inevitably be 100 pixels, 200 pixels where something just looks terrible. And whether it's your client whinging about it or whether it's during your responsive design testing that you scale it in and you go, holy crap, this looks awful, that then you go, okay, well, let's add in a media query for that particular thing for those 200 pixels. And then when a screen gets to that exact size and it's um, a thousand pixels, then it knows what to do with the menu because you told it what to do with the menu that overrides um, what you have set in Divi for desktops and tablets. And that's the joy. That's the exciting part. Um, not that you need to overdo this. <laughs> I think we should definitely <laughs> right. stress oh, that people really can go a little crazy done. with media queries. Oh, and oh. every time you add in another media query, you are adding in another line of code. And that is going to impact your site speed. So yes, you can have, you know, all these performance things turned on and we can, you know, build this in so it runs as fast as possible. But if you don't need to add in 500 media queries, don't add in 500 media queries. Just do it in, like, do your very best within Divi's realm and then tweak the bits that you can't. That's my my big push today. <laughs> so what happens if you guys have um, a client that, you know, you did design your site, you, you design a site, you build it, you deliver it, and then the client is saying, well, no, it looks terrible on my screen. It looks terrible on my screen. And you you have that conversation, like, well, what, what screen are you on? And it's some random laptop or desktop how do you guys uh handle that i have something preventative that i do of course because of being stuck in that situation without preventing it but what's your typical method for handling that yeah i basically um on uh every site that we create uh, i tend to pull the browser in on every page so uh, it, it's one of those things where you're watching the the page itself so yeah typically we would uh, within Chrome, for example, you can right click um, and go to your dev tools, go to inspect, and then you can click on the um, what looks like a phone, like a little phone in the in the top in the top corner, 
and then this goes into like the various device modes and um, Chrome gives you some devices by default that you can have a look in. But whilst we do that as well, I tend to just drag the browser in and have a look at the entire site and how it's resizing and what's happening in its various stages because um, I've been there where you'll get somebody with a laptop that's got um, a different uh, size screen and they're looking at it between the two points that um, Divi um, has by default and they'll say well I'm looking at it on my screen and you know you're trying to work out what size screen they've got and it will be say between the desktop size and the tablet size and maybe the fonts there's a letter that's dropped down or something's just not quite right so we tend to just grab the browser re-pull it in and watch it all the way through down to the smallest possible size. Um, and as long as there's nothing untoward going on or something that doesn't look quite right, then we know we've pretty much, we've pretty much nailed it. And, and I think it's a, there's a big um, argument here for keeping... Um, Listen, let's not argue. Good. No, but it's an argument for... <laughs> making sure that your designs um, stay um, simple in, in as much that, you know, you're not creating something that doesn't resize on mobile or just looks so completely different or silly um, when it gets down to sort of a mobile device um, because accessibility is still very important. Um, and we covered accessibility with Eric when Eric first came onto the, the show. Uh, and we talked about that in detail on one of our earlier episodes. So please go back and have a look at that. But, and then he just never left. We could, he, he just, just stayed. stayed. He stayed. I knew that. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's just important that, um, you know, you're, you're always looking um, to be really self-critical of the whole thing. So that's, that's what we do. That's a really great tip to, like, just get ahead of it in that way. Mm. Um, how do you handle it, Eric? So... Again, kind of like you, we handle it on the preventative side now. Um, so our agreement, we list very specifically the devices that we are designing and testing for. Um, and we've picked these designs or these devices. There's a, a program we used. Some people, it, I pronounce it Sizey, S-I-Z-Z-Y. Is it? Um, what, oh, do you call it Sizzy? See, to me, no, I think I it's Sizzy. Oh, all oh, Christians are saying. Oh, yes, hey. I, I, it is. It's I to change it. sizes, so it's obviously Sizzy. But uh, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, so <laughs> I love, I love Sizzy. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so Sizzy is, um, it's a, it's a simulator. It lets you choose multiple different devices and see your website that page on all of those different sizes at the exact same time. Um, and so we can scroll through and then, so we've got some phones that, you know, we've got them in the, the, the vertical, some in the horizontal and you just do all kinds of different things. Cause the challenge is it's regardless of like screen size, that's, that's the size of the screen, but that doesn't mean that's the size that somebody's browser is, you know, right. not everybody has their browsers open all the way to the size of their screen. Mm -hmm. Um, so we say in our agreements, hey, this is what we design for, you know, you need to be aware of. And um, we just make sure that it, it works right on that. And occasionally things come through and we go in and you fix it. You might have to on 
a, a lot of times we tend to like decrease the font size. Um, a lot of times that'll fix something, you know, we don't have to get in and do a whole media query or anything like that. Um, so we just ad adjust what we can. So what, how do you specify the devices it, that you? It lists, we, we, we list browsers that will be compatible for. Um, and if the browser is not compatible, we're not guaranteeing that everything will work on a browser if it's not listed. And then we list devices, you know, iPhone four, five, six, like we numbered them, the Galaxy, this, the, the Pixel, this. Um, and I like, we just list the very specific devices and I just have those devices preloaded into size Um, and then that's it. And then, uh, Peter on my team that does stuff is the same way. And then if anything breaks, we just ask Christian to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's your top tip for today. <laughs> right. Right. I was going to save that to the end. I'll just throw it out there now. Yeah. Um, but, so, uh, yeah. uh, fun fact. Sarah, I don't know if you know this or not, but Sizey is now in setup as well. Ah, oh. nice. Oh, uh -huh. I didn't know setup that. Fans. So, yeah, um, <laughs> if you guys are a setup fan, you can go back to Sarah and my, we did a bonus episode last year. I can't remember what number it is. I'm Googling it right now. But we did an episode on setup and why we love it. And we've got our... Um, each our little codes that you get, ten, you get a free month. We get a free month if you if you click them. So um, it's a uh, oh, it doesn't have a number because it's a bonus episode. It was <laughs> December twenty twenty. But anyway, um, yeah. So if you want to sign up for setup, you can get Sizey, which is one. It it was one of the ones I would hear people talk about all the time before yeah. it was even in setup. So that's yeah, one of nice. the popular. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, Sizey. It it's totally totally worth it, and it's it's just very handy. It's been and it's got it has inspect element, and so you can go in and and you know check CSS and make edits right there to get it, and then copy and paste that over into nice. you know yeah. So it and the inspect element works great, you know. So <laughs> so it's a fantastic tool to have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, da Danny Green, Danny Green feels my pain. And, <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll get you all one problem. day. We'll get you all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look at Kevin. PC too. It's okay. Yeah. So do I. There it's is, fine. There is uh, Hoverify for those of you um, that have uh, uh, bought that. That is a fantastic um, Chrome extension. Uh, that has Inspect, Eyedropper, Assets, Responsive, Debug, and Built With within it. So go and check that out. Just a few things then, huh? Nice. Um, I mean, to be honest, the... I just drag my screen in and then do all the different browsers. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then I check on my iPhone and like I physically check on a few different phones. Um, sometimes I just ask a friend, particularly if there's an issue, because sometimes the these tools, they're great, but sometimes they don't quite get it right. And you just need to like ask a friend who's got an Android Mm -hmm. hey can you just check out this web like what's it looking like and sometimes the funny thing will be it's the cache it's nothing to do with responsive design mm. so we've obviously gone through talking about caches but clearing a cache on a mobile is really freaking hard and <laughs> it's like it's it's hard enough just telling your client how to clear it on their desktop let alone on their mobile like sometimes I clear my cache on my mobile and it still doesn't fix it and it's like you have to do it I don't know if I even know how to do it Sarah 
Oh, well, in Safari, I only learned the other day, well, I have to remind myself semi-regularly, you have to go into settings and then into the Safari part of settings and then there's an option to clear your cache in there. So it's not even in Safari, like where you are. And going into incognito will work unless you've already done it in incognito before because Mm, then it's stashed in incognito. Oh, my goodness. So, like where we've got these solutions on desktop it's much harder on mobile and trying to explain that to a client is almost a nightmare so a hot tip from me would be if you do need to add in a media query i would add it into the theme options area because if you add it into your child theme style sheet that's fine when you're building but if your website is live and then your clients complaining about it it's far easier to add it into your theme option area even though it's not quite as neat, um, because once you clear the cache there, it will clear much faster in the user, uh, the user's device. Whereas if it's in the child theme style sheet, um, it's like another level of caching, and it just seems like it takes that much more to actually clear it out. So I'm, that would be my. I'm so frustrated that I don't something. have. I I didn't log in properly to Streamyard today, and I can't put up comments. And look at what David Brown just said. I can't put oh. these comments up. Leave it out to cash. Say them. I know, David. Are you new here? We all we I say it. That's the right way, David. Sorry. Yeah. Just kidding. We we some some people are at like somebody asked in in the comments. You know, don't you just check the screens and the different screens in the visual builder and and things like that. Um. And for me, the reason I don't is I have found that so we. We do we do mobile responsiveness at the end. You know, we design the homepage and internal page. We send that. We get the client to sign off. Then we build off the rest of the site. We send it back to them. And then while they're doing that, then we make mobile adjustments. And it's just faster to load up Sizey, put the URL in there, and see everything on at once instead of having to change this and change this or check in. Or if we're working on a, a site that's in development and it's behind um, – like a coming soon plugin where you, you know, I, it's hard, you know, that can make it really hard to get to it from your phone. And I just, it, it's just faster for me to do it in Sizey. That's why we use that. I would definitely start in the visual builder personally. So we, we do similar, except the visual builder would be in the middle there. So mm. I would start with desktop. Then we get the client to sign off on desktop. The reason that we do that, um, just in case you're wondering, the reason we do that is because if they make big changes to something on the desktop and you have already done all the mobile um, oh, yeah. testing, yeah. you then have to redo a whole bunch of work. So right. getting desktop, just explaining to the client, look, we're just going to nail it on desktop first. And then we're going to do all the mobile responsiveness. And at that point, what you're wanting to nail is their monitor size. So at that point, you're wanting to know what browser do you use? What screen are you viewing this on? What size? I asked my client the other day. She's just the most adorable client. And she got her ruler out and she said, it's about 45 centimeters by about (laughs) 23 It was the cutest thing ever. So like finding out what screen they're looking on, nail it on that. And then go in both directions out from that. Um, and so I then do, do use the Visual Builder because I use, oh, I forget the name of them every every time, but I <laughs> use um, the settings inside the modules, the thing at the top. Just remind me the name. I'll remember it one of these days. I need like a sticky note or something. Um, 
but the thing where you can kind of say this is a red button, this is a blue button, this the is global? a whatever. Oh, oh, the the presets. presets. The presets. The presets. The presets. I forget. We're all like, doing. could we have more clues? <laughs> I know. I mean, like, and it sounds like. What is it? it sound? How many syllables is it? <laughs> I don't know how many syllables. I can't remember the name. Um, so I use presets all the time. And the way that I do that is um, – so we'll, I'll view it in the visual builder and then you go down to the tablet view and then you kind of fix it that way. And using the presets, you're able to then like launch that across every single preset of that particular type of module. And then you go down to desk, uh, to mobile. And of course it's not perfect. Like it's, it really isn't, but doing that is about 80% of the job. And so what I find is that's a good way of kind of getting the ball rolling because while you're in there, you can just update the preset and like send it across the whole website and you can update the whatever. If you're doing it all in CSS, then of course you could do it um, in size or whatever. But if you are using these module settings to make changes globally across the website, I think that's a really good place to start. And then I'll go externally because it isn't perfect and you cannot rely on the visual builder solely. You can't say, but I looked at the visual right. builder and the mobile looks great right. because it do, it will not it's be rare. perfect in does. the yeah. live yeah. website. So, and I'll say like, so even when we first look at it in Sizey, we're still, we won't make most of the changes with CSS. We'll then go in to the view, you know, into the visual builder but this way, I can just sit there and in Sizey, I can just look at the page, go to the next page, look at the next page. I don't have to like load load the page, load the visual builder, make the changes, go out to the next page, you load the visual builder, look through the changes. I can just pop right through the website really fast and then go, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. Then go load that page, load into that visual builder and do it that way. So yeah, nice. that's why I, I, One of my I can see things if there's issues across different devices and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I always we we always ask our website owner what kind of uh, phone they have, they have um, yeah. during the onboarding. <laughs> we make sure that's the first one we check the mobile on. That's a great yeah. idea to put that in your onboarding. Yeah. We just find out exactly what phone they have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's, a good, it's kind it's of a I did idea. used to do that, and then I thought, you know what? It's it, it, they'll change their phone at some point. <laughs> They're in trouble. Yeah, but it'll be past your warranty period, so then they'll have to pay. <laughs> so it'll be fine. Well, we still get. We still want to make sure it's on. I, I, I think we've kind of have things fine tuned in to where we don't, we don't seem to have any more problems. So hopefully, right? Yeah, you you can get it to a point. One of my favorite things to do is sit at like when I'm just watching TV at nighttime, if I've been developing a website, I get my actual physical phone out and I just look through the website. And anytime I notice something funny, I just take a screenshot. And then the next day I can like come back and look at all my screenshots. And I know it's not like not everyone has my phone and you know, all those things, but every now and then you pick up just like little things just by physically kind of going through your phone. And it's not something I make time for when I'm sitting at my desk. So often when I'm yeah. like watching TV, that'll be my mm -hmm. time to like, go through and just spark my memory that, oh, I've missed yeah, that. Yeah. That's particular good. I mean, I don't, I don't want to scroll through Eric or Mike's camera roll, but I just learned I also don't want to scroll through yours, Sarah, because that sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> Different reasons. Oh, yeah. Different it's reasons. Little you screenshots of like, you know, I'll go online shopping on my phone and Different then I'll be like, yeah, I'll just screenshot that for later. There's a million mm -hmm. screenshots. It's great. Yeah. So we have a question uh, from Francisco. Uh, and he's uh, asked this twice, so I thought I'd pop this I up. I noticed you didn't say. even attempt that last name, Mike. Opazo. 
a pazzo? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. He'll probably correct me in a minute. Welcome, Francisco. Uh, yes, welcome. Uh, do you use more than three bait break points for your responsiveness tests? I think we kind of covered this when Sarah said she pulls a browser in. I pull a browser in. And if we see problems, then we'll add a breakpoint by adding a media query for something that's not not working quite right but it, we, we so there's a really good extension in chrome oh which one is it it's like screen size or something like super obvious um <laughs> oh we said we did as what it does oh good <laughs> what it does is as you drag your screen in it has like a little thing in the bottom right corner that says inner and outer and then it gives you the actual pixels. And so the great part about that is you can kind of pull it in and out and you'll be able to see literally where what pixel points is this yes. failing at. And yes, so basically then you are testing for every screen size because like Eric said earlier, I think it was, like you could have a giant, I have a ginormous monitor, like I have an ultra wide monitor. I don't have my browser covering the whole screen ever, ever. But I also don't have it at a set width. I just have it at whatever feels comfortable that day. So you have to prepare for the fact that your client may do the same thing. They may have an ultra wide monitor and they may have a particular sizing that they just feel is the a good size to view the internet. And that may not be some set point that you can test with any tool because yeah. you don't know what size that is. And that's the whole point of responsive design is it's meant to look good at any sizing, whether they choose to, you know, have it at their full size of their monitor or not. Yeah. So I think uh, for desktop particularly, you have to test multiple options and you can't just have like this is a 1080 or this is a whatever. Um, and we have talked about the fact that Divi will kind of start at a set option. I think the set options for Divi is the content width is 1080. I think that's right, isn't it? The content width um, that is set is 1080 and then anything beyond that will kind of spread. So if you've got an image that is full width, it's going to like spread. or is a background, it's going to fill the whole width for example. But if you add in an actual image module, it's going to hit 1080 um, unless you tell it to be full width, which there is an option to tell it to be full width. Um, but you can change those options. So I am traditionally more and more changing my content width to be much bigger than 1080 because 1080 is pretty small these days. And I don't think 1080 is a realistic size for websites in general. Um, although for blogs, I think for big blocks of content, you want to be keeping them smaller. But most of us are splitting content into like halves. So you're not, you're never going wider than 1080 in terms of the actual readable content. We shouldn't be anyway, in my personal yeah, opinion. Couple... I think 980 is, I think um, someone has said 980 is a really good eye width for content. So if you're going to kind of have a blog post or whatever, you don't want it to be really, really wide. Sarah, um, you are flying through sitting... so many things. It's too many things. Oh, we got to talk about all of them. we got to talk about <laughs> all, right. all of them. No, Split they're all down. good. I have okay, so yeah, many no, more, no. but let's stop. I know, but, and they're all good. I keep being like, yes, and, and, <laughs> you know, because it's, so right. I want to talk about this for right. real. So we're talking about okay. testing, but we've all kind of jumped the gun a little bit. We're talking about testing mobile responsiveness. But when it comes yep. to actually designing a site, like if you're going to go into open up Photoshop, XD, Illustrator, Microsoft Paint, whatever you're designing in, are you? Yep. what size is your canvas? What are you guys yep. using? Uh, what who, Francisco's does, his is huge. 
24. Yeah. What did I you do 3,000. Like, so I'm even bigger for full size background images. I make them a 3,000 wow. pixel wide if it's going to be like a hero image. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, actually, I only make them 2,000, but like for a really big thing, or if I'm setting something, I know this isn't images, but again, if I'm setting something to be, you know, where you say like max width of a module is 100%, but then you have to set the max width in pixels also. So you're saying, I want this to be 100%, but if you don't set the next setting to a particular pixels, it'll just stay at the 1080 because that's what the default in Divi is. So then you have to set a pixel dimension down the bottom, which is kind of saying, so how that's working is you're telling it, I want this this row, for example, to be 100%. I want it to go all the way to the walls. But then you have to say, it'll still only go to 1080 unless you then say, and I want it to go all the way further. So th- at that point, I always say 3000 with the thing in mind that someone might have a really, really big monitor and you're trying to think about, okay, well, at what point do I want this to stop? And you need to set, you need to have a marker, whether that's the 2480 or whether that's whatever you want it to be, the 1920, um, maybe play around with it to see. But if you're doing rows and you want them to go all the way to the wall so maybe you've got a background image in your right hand column and you want that image to sit right against the wall well at that point you need to say where does that stop because it can't go on forever that image is not going to be big enough to go on forever Um, and so my traditional point is 3,000 pixels at that at that moment Um, but yeah I wouldn't make all my images 3,000 pixels Eric what's your standard uh, 2480. So, but I believe we set that now in the customizer as yeah. the, the website size. So that way we don't yeah, have to adjust Christian's that. Christian's comment, Mike? Mm-hmm. Christian made a good comment there. Of course. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to put no, that that's okay. in reference. Oh, yeah. 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 This is something to keep in but mind, yeah, though. You Christian says we should read it in case anybody's not watching. C- content width depends on your settings in the customizer. So... You have, you know, again, this is, you're, you're the potter. This site is the clay, whatever you want it to be. But you can stick with the standard stuff, but also if you make it bigger, you know, you just got to plan for, it's really just, this is about planning, right? So however you're designing it, or if you're having someone else design it, you just need to communicate what the, um, what the standards are that you want to use. And that may be based on just standards that you set. Or it could be based on specific needs of each individual client. Or maybe you have standards and then someone has like a different use case. You know, I've got a customer that has a huge vertical touchscreen in the lobby that we built a page for. So it's like, you know, you never know when you're going to have some kind of crazy different scenario, but it is good to sort of have a set thing. Um, for, For the sizes, the standard sizes in Divi, there is um, the on, on the Elegant Themes blog, there's a post that I have gone back to and back to and back to called The Ultimate Guide to Using Images Within Divi. Yeah. And um, I'll post it um, on YouTube. The problem here I have with in. that is I don't think the images are big enough for big screens. Well, and I that's what more I was going to say. There is a, having big screens. There is a caveat to this, but it does it does give you at least a bit of the concept of the structure and how yeah. Divi is using these things. And what I like about it is if you scroll through some like this, this page and you start to see like some of these images that show 
one column, two columns, and, and you know how many pixels they are and things like that. Yeah. And then you switch down and look at what it is in mobile. Really, you, you, you pretty much don't want to have any images smaller than 1080 because when it goes to yeah. mobile, that's how many pixels it's going to display on most screen. You know, so I mean, you can sort of get guidelines that you, you know, you can make these sites bigger, but I, I don't know. I've always found that post and I sort of like copied and cobbled it into a whole nother Google doc that I kind of keep handy that has a bunch of other references that I use just an ugly scratch pad kind of a doc. But, uh, but I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a great starting point. If you, you know, yeah. you're using Divi and you're trying to get this whole thing sorted out in your head, that gives you some nice visuals there on that post. Yeah. I'm feeling the uh, synergy with Danny Green tonight. So um, she uses uh, XD and she designs at 1920 pixels exactly yeah. the same. So I'm doing. We usually exactly yeah, we do the same as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was say I went in. So I I printed that off, and I have it here in a three ring <laughs> binder. I just pulled it down. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't oh, have to as much, but I because I can just pull it off the three ring binder real quick and go. Off. Oh yeah. And slide it back up. So. I feel like my grandma is on Divi Chat right now. You printed it off. <laughs> my grandma printed everything off. That's, that's so great. I feel uh, that's all. I just have. Now. I just. I only allow myself that one binder. <laughs> that's, that's it. Oh my that's goodness, it. Eric. I don't know. I don't know, Eric. You, you might have to redeem yourself from that one. He's got a printed <laughs> binder. You guys. Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> Oh, now I like he's, it. He's backpedaling. He's backpedaling. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about how we're going to design it. We've talked about how we're going to test it. I want to come back now to Sarah's mega comment. One of the things she talked about when you when you've you've planned it a certain way, you've tested it, but then let's say we do need to add some some media queries. And Mike, just quickly, what's a media query? So this is where we were talking about breakpoints, where you're adding yeah. um, a an at media query saying what your media size is. So this is this is where you're stipulating where there's going to be a change in your design and you'll maybe change the size of a font because you want that to fit nicely within your uh, element that you've got on your website. Right. And so, so this, this is, is done through CSS. So there is a, a particular line of CSS code and you modify it depending on what you're looking to do. So um, your options kind of are at media and then you can say like min width and then you say the minimum width. So it could be that, say, for example, you're doing ultra big monitors and it's only when it gets to ultra big that you need to add this thing in. Then in that case, you would have min width and then it might be at min width, I don't know, 1,600 or 1,800 or 2,500 or whatever. And then it's going to do everything above that. If you want to do it in between two ones, then you have to have at media min width and then you have the minimum size. So it might be that um, point of 981, which is this is probably the most common one, 981. And, and then you have another one, max width, which might be like 1,100 pixels, for example. So you're just getting that bit right at the bottom of the desktop size and you want to say, okay, well, anytime it is no smaller than 981 and no bigger than 1,100 pixels, at that point, I want you to behave in this particular way. And then you can chuck in as many different things as you need to, but it will be with CSS. So this is going to be slightly more advanced for people who feel out of their depth with CSS. Um, there are plenty of courses around. There are plenty of things you can copy off, um, like 
um, websites that kind of do really basic CSS. You need to learn how to use the inspect tool. Some of these things will feel beyond you. And if that's the case, of course, you can reach out and other people can help you with it. Or you could do a course in CSS to kind of get yourself further along. This isn't the very basic part of CSS, unfortunately, but it's also not, not no. the most complex. But right, so it's, just, something it's just a framework. You're just it's just the same kind of CSS that you're using in other places. So you're saying what size you want your headings to be or your fonts yeah. to be or what size you want the blurb image to be, whatever it is. But you're saying when the browser is this size, do this. Yeah. And, and you don't have to put all of the CSS in there because that's how CSS no. works. It's the cascading style sheets. So you only put the things you want to be different at that size. So it's not, yeah. It's really, if you can wrap your head around that conceptually, you're unstoppable with responsive yeah. design. Yeah, and then yeah. it's organizing it in that CSS sheet as well so that when you go back to it, you can remember what you did and why you set it at a certain, um, at a certain min or max width. And it's really easy yeah. to um, try and do something quickly. Let's just say you've gone live with a website and someone's picked something up in the first couple of weeks of your sort of support arrangement and you've not, you didn't notice it. They've noticed it. They've come back to you and you've got in there really quickly and you've just added it to the end of your CSS file. Try to uh, actually put a comment against it so you know what it was you were doing um, so that you can go back and revisit it later on. That's just so important. Or if you have more than one person working on the site. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th in, those recommend in those moments, I would definitely recommend sticking it in your um, Divi theme options area. Again, with a comment. Oh, yeah. And then maybe at a couple months in, like go back, like put a reminder in your thing, go back and grab all of the bits from the Divi theme options and put mm. them neatly in your style sheet. Um, because at that point, it's not going to be that big of a deal if it takes a little while to transit between the two. But Sarah, would you reiterate the, that? Would you reiterate what you said good. initially about yeah, sure. not just this, but like where to put these bits? <clears throat> yeah, I thought that okay. was really so, important. I mean, if you're doing a lot of CSS, the neatest place for you to do this is to have a child theme. So to make yourself a child theme when, so you load Divi, there are plenty of child themes around. There's a child theme generator, I think, on Divi Space website. If you don't know how to make one, they've got like a generator where you just plug in your details and it'll produce it. Make sure you're using that child theme. But the neatest place for you to put all of your CSS is in your child themes style sheet. So don't put it in Divi style sheet because as soon as Divi updates, it will wipe out all of your changes. Um, if you aren't making massive, massive changes and all you want to do is some CSS, you can do it without a child theme. I just would never because at some point something might change and you may want to know that you have a um, child theme. This is another topic, but let's just assume you have a child theme. There is a style sheet as a part of creating a child theme. That's where you put it. And we could probably, again, do a whole topic on how to lay out your style sheet so that it is logical and makes sense. And even the way style sheets work, where things will take priority at the top over things that are further down. And if you have an error somewhere, everything below that error will not work. All those things we can do in another topic if yeah, you would like yeah. us to. Um, but if your website is live and you decide, oh, my gosh, we really need to change this thing. Like we just have to really quickly fix this thing. The client's seen it. We need it to update as quickly as possible. Of course, 
the best long-term solution would be to then go back into that child theme and make the change there. But because of the way caching works or caching, depending on where you're from, it, it doesn't work fluidly really, really quickly. Like you can clear all your caches, but then again, if, in, if it's a phone one particularly, it'll be stuck for longer in their phone. And so the best place in that case is to make it under, oh, sorry, Divi theme options. And then down the bottom of the main panel, you have a box where you can put additional CSS or you can do it in the customizer. And again, at the bottom of the customizer, there's an option. They're exactly the same box. If you update it in one place, it will update it in the other place. They are the same place. So you put it in one of those two and then put it with a little comment about why you did it or what it does. Um, I think someone, Christian put the media query. Maybe Christian, you can also show how to do a comment. Um, that would be really useful. It's the slash symbol and then a star. And then um, at the end of that, you do the star and then the slash um, or the other way around and um, put a comment there and then come back to it later and pick it up from there and go and put it over in your child theme just so everything's sitting together. It just makes it neater. Do you have to actually move it over there? No. There are some things that don't work over in a child theme style sheet. Like gravity forms, there are some um, CSS elements that will not respond in your child theme style sheet. And you just have to put it in the Divi theme options area. So there's a good chance you will have a little bit in both places anyway. So there you go. There's, that's how you would do a comment. So if you do that, the great thing about that is that um, that is not picked up as CSS. And so you can leave yourself as much of a comment as you need to so that you can come back later and go, oh, that's what that thing does. That's really useful to know. Uh, guys, was I that have too a... confusing? No, I think that, no, was, that was good. really useful. Guys in the, in the comments, let us know. Um, I wanted to, we're just, we have about another... Uh, 10-ish, 10, 12 minutes to go. I wanted to take just a really quick minute to say we got a lovely review from A.T. Williams, who is in the chat tonight, nice. um, leaving a comment. I forget what he said earlier, but I responded to him. <laughs> I'm a little scattered today. Sorry, A.T. But he says, uh, Divi Chat, uh, five stars. That's what I'm talking about. Helping me work on my business rather than in it. Divi Chat is helping me change the way I think about business. It's taking me from mm. looking at this as something I do on the side building to building websites as a profession. These episodes take complicated topics and turn them into something easy to understand and, and digest. Sorry. The Divi Chat gang is changing the trajectory of my business for the better. Boom. What? Man, that makes what? me feel good, AT. I don't know what <laughs> AT stands for now. You're the A team. Okay, so thank you so much for that. That really like gets us so, I don't know about you guys, right? It gets me super pumped up, makes me want to keep doing yeah. this. That's no, brilliant. If, thank you. If you guys, um, any other ones of you have enjoyed some of the shows we've done, of course, please hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe on um, your podcast app on YouTube or, or uh, give us a like on our Facebook page so you get the notifications. And also we'd love it if you would go to ratethispodcast.com slash Antoine Antoine oh okay AT Antoine okay thanks Antoine glad to have you now back to the show everyone so the one thing we haven't talked about I mean there's so many things we haven't talked about there's a right? lot but one thing that we haven't talked about is how you actually define these things so say you decide that's where I was going get... next man Sarah we oh, are 
We are perfect. So okay, say go. the text is the wrong size and you need to resize it. How do you actually go about that? Or say there is a padding issue on the side and you think, okay, well, this padding um, is sitting kind of wrong. How am I going to fix it? Or even actually pulling that right back from the beginning, how do you set it in the first place? So say you have for a responsive website, if on the side you think, okay, well, like I'm, I'm going to drag this thing out like to be whatever size padding, is it in pixels or is it in percentage or is it in VW, which is viewport width, or is it in viewport height, for example? Um, there are all of these things at your discretion where you get to make choices. Um, so I'd be interested to hear what you guys do in terms of what is your standard protocol for you and your team to work out, okay, so say for padding particularly um, or even for font, I'd love to hear both. Um, how do you set it? Do you set it in pixels? Do you set it in EM is um, another way that you can do your fonts. For padding, you've got your options of pixels, percentage, VW, um, VH, uh, viewport height, or there, I didn't even know these ones were there, but as we were looking at this, there's uh, viewport minimum. So what that one will do, which I didn't even know existed, but it's kind of cool, is it will work out which one's bigger or which one's smaller. Um, like, And then so you're saying, okay, well, on the one that's like, so that allows you to kind of work out the um, whether it's um, landscape or portrait, which is really cool. I haven't played with that one, but yeah. anyway, it, what do you guys do? I, and then I'll well, I, just talking about EM and REM for a second because this is a, this so this is, is a, for font sizing. Yeah, for font sizing. And it's hugely debated uh, on yep. uh, in our community as to uh, what's the best way of doing something. And um, for, for you guys that are, are tuning in tonight, if you have, have a look into this in more detail, and it's a very, very interesting subject. So EM um, is um, sizing your font relevant to its parent. So it's parent element. But REM, which stands for root EM, is relevant to the font size of the root HTML element. Now we are going into. Got it. There's going to be a quiz later, everyone. There is going to be a quiz later. <laughs> Take notes. But um, Mike, say that again for everyone, because if you're just okay, listening so, and not reading that, that's that's a lot to take in. Yeah. So EM is relevant to its parent. So if you're setting a font size relevant to its its parent above, then uh, it's going to uh, when you put the e EM setting in, so you might do 1.5 setting. So you, let's just say it's a font size of 16, and uh, and you set it to uh, 2 uh, EM, then that's going to double the size of, of the font to 32 pixels, um, and that's so the the font you're setting is when you put the 2EM on it, it's relative to that parent font, which is 16 pixels. REM, so if you're if you all the way back to the, the root, the, the font size of your root HTML element, um, if that's set at 14 pixels, then whatever you set REM to be, so if you set that to be two or four or six or eight, then it will use that as its base. So what you're doing is you're just growing um, depending on what you're setting for your EM or your REM. And both are valid, both are fine, but you'll see some great articles online about both of these, and it's well worth reading some of them because um, you'll see people using a combination of both. Um, interestingly, I've seen um, with a lot of the Elegant Themes tutorials, 
um, that um, they tend to use um, VW and VH a lot in, um, in, in, in their tutorials. Um, and I don't see them using EM and REM that much. And this is a thing, it's a personal choice. Um, but it's, I think for me, it's always about creating simplicity, trying to create something that makes sense to you, that works for you, that you can go back in afterwards and, uh, and try to be consistent as well. Because once you start to change and start to use different types of um, uh, uh, ways of building your websites and using either VW, VH, REM or EM, you're going to end up in a situation where you're just going to confuse yourself. So yeah. try to be consistent in, in, in what you're doing. I, I like REMs. Um, oh man, I just thought of the band and I wish I had, I'm, it's like I'm losing my religion right now. The, uh, <laughs> the REMs. So um, Chris or Steve, sorry, Steve says in the chat here, one M equals 16 point typeface, but that's not necessarily true, Steve. It's relative to, the next parent up so whatever the typeface is of the next parent up that's what it's going to be relative to these are all relative numbers so they're not set based on pixels so if you what i do is i have in my standard child theme i set my pixel sizes just out of the gate i set what the what uh in the body what the paragraph tag is what all my h tags are and i just make them all relative to that initial paragraph tag or body uh, the font size in the body um robin says a chart would be good it is i'm sure there is one out there this is a tough one on a visual on a uh audio podcast <laughs> but um but basically so what what i would do the the way that is the easiest for me to think about this is to think about it in the case of responsive design so if i have a a big large monitor and i have um, an H1 tag that might be 32 pixels. Maybe I have a big, huge, fat heading on my hero image. Well, obviously, when you go down, even just one size down, it's going to be breaking the words and it's going to be a mess. So at that next um, breakpoint with my media query, I can put in there um, REM 0.7. So it shrinks it down just a little bit. And then the next size below that, REM 0.5, the next size below that, REM 0.3, whatever it is. Or you can start with the small one and go bigger, whichever makes more sense in your brain. But um, uh, so Kevin's asking, if I set the body to 16 pixels, are you personally using <laughs> REM for the rest? Why Sorry, I read funny? Rick's comment and I just got like... a printable chart. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, it will be printable. Eric, that's, that's your job. You got to make Rick Sorry, it just got me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's fine. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so anyhow, this is a little bit confusing, but if you think of it in that way, it makes it a lot easier because then you don't have to go through and say like, well, if this is this many pixels, then I want this one to be that many pixels. It's just a percentage. And if you go back yeah. to your original style sheet and in, like if, if the client comes to you and says, can you make the fonts bigger? I can't read them, which like 10 out of 10 times clients do that, right? So <laughs> the logo's got to be bigger. The, the logo fonts, bigger. Yeah. yeah, the fonts have everything. Can we just get everything bigger? And so you can go in and you can actually literally change one line of CSS, which is that base font size, and it will increase everything at that same increment. I mean, when you think of that, that's like 
that right there is the point of a cascading style sheet. Like that is beautiful that you can have that much control with one little, one little digit changed in a style sheet. So anyhow, that's the way it works in my brain. So hopefully that'll be um, useful to you guys. Uh, okay, we are just about out of time. Why don't we go around and do some final hold thoughts? Hold on, hold on. We oh, can't. We can't. We ha- we've only covered fonts. Like, I mean, we haven't covered oh, padding. True. So You're we right. need I'm to sorry, cover I'm that at least. Today. At the yeah, very least. do it. Forget. We don't get final thoughts. Go, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, this one, it's going to be really similar in, in a lot of ways, except that it's not M's and REMs. Instead, you're talking um, VW and VH. Um, so if you are or setting percents. your padding with pixels, oh, and percent, if you are setting your padding with pixels, you need to stop today. Like you just have to stop today because the whole point is responsive design. And if you are designing on your screen and you say, I want this to be 24 pixels, then you look at it on a ginormous screen or a really small screen, it's not going to work. It just isn't. And if you're working with pixels, like you need to update the way you're doing it. If you want to use percentage or you want to use VW, it doesn't really matter which way you go. It will change the result um, because percentage, um, so V vertical, so I always call it vertical width, um, viewport width, viewport width is yeah. about the whole viewport size. Remember and that so, view at the beginning? I told you guys to remember. I know. It's all coming back around. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know why my brain always wants to say it's vertical, but anyway, it's not. It's viewport width. It is talking about the whole width of the monitor. So as you're dragging that in, it's talking about a percentage of that whole thing. Whereas if you use percent, it's about the next biggest thing. So it's a little bit like the M's and the REMs in terms of what it's talking about. Um, I think using VW is a better solution personally. There are occasions where a percent makes more sense and, you know, you can try both. You can see what works. I think VW works really well. I traditionally always made the padding at the top a VH and then the padding at the sides VW, but I've just started playing around with the idea of using VW more. So even for the height, because it makes it exactly the same, because if you're wanting it to be like an exact amount of space around something, for example, you want it to look uniform. Mm -hmm. If you do VW on the sides, so it's working out a percentage of the width, but then you drag it in, the percentage of the height isn't going to change. And so then it's not going to the same as each other. And so I've started playing around with Yep. just using VW for yep. all of it, for the tall bits. And the it's obviously not going to work as well on like a portrait view, but it, it's going to make it uniform. And then you can kind of muck around with that. So that's what I've started playing around with. You can use percentage, of course. You can play around with that as well. You could, you could do it the other way and always do VH if you want to kind of think about the height mm-hmm. of a page over the width. Um, you can go whichever way you want to go, but... Um, definitely don't use pixels because you're just going to end up with 500 media queries unnecessarily or it's just yep. going to look really messy. And then when you're talking, so this is talking about like the whole width of the site that you're talking about because that's the viewport. So that's the whole yep. browser that they can see in, which Correct. doesn't count the, the actual like buttons on the browser and the other things. That's, that's just the inside of the browser where your website exists. That's the viewport. And so that's good for those things but when you start talking about like padding and things on columns or modules or things like that Mm -hmm. that's where you're more than likely going to go into percents 
Um, and sometimes Maybe. you can do pics. Sometimes you can do pics. You're still using VW for those things too? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I like the idea that as it like scrolls in, it's still thinking about the overall space of the whole. That's true. Board. That is. Boy, I me, never thought about that. I like, Good I like that more than percentage. But again, Sarah, did you have an extra coffee this morning? Right? Did you have extra coffee I, I'm not, this morning? I, I went off coffee. I am caffeine free. What? What? Yeah. That's what it is. All this yeah. without yeah. caffeine. It's all those plants you got back there now. The oxygen in right. there is fresh AF. Yeah, that's good. that was a. Anyway, that's okay. my preference. It doesn't have to be your preference. Just I like don't it use though. Pixels. I'm gonna think I don't about care that what well. you choose to use. Just don't use pixels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And in Divi, you can when you use the little sliders, it does uh, pixels, but you can type in yes. percentages to any of them. And we do have, a, we we do have a, re a request to Redican Things. Please, 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 please do something about when we type in to uh, say we want to type in 75 VW, that it doesn't mm -hmm. just default to pixels. <sighs> and you end up with PXVW because yes. you were too slow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you have to go and delete if you do, it If it's 5%, if it's 5PX percent, it'll it'll knock out the PX. Yeah. Right. And it'll grab right. it, but, but not yeah. with VW. No. Yeah, which is such a pain. <laughs> so you do need to check because it won't work. If it has PXVW, it will not work. So mm -hmm. make sure that you do clean that yeah. up if you took too long putting your VW in. I think on Guys. one of the Divi updates that had that, uh, it, it changed a whole load of things that I'd, I'd set. And I, and I was trying to find out what the problem was. And I went back into a designer. But what is this 5PXVW that's weird? <laughs> <laughs> Design. I'm like, no. no. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody call Nick. Tell him. That's we it. need that. Um, I mean, you guys said the reason they're doing that is because if you don't understand enough, it needs to have something there. That's the reason they're doing it. I understand conceptually, but it's also a pain in the butt. Yeah. We, ha I know we often refer to ourselves as a seven after podcast. We might have to start referring to ourselves as the one hour and five minute podcast because we've gone over like every, <laughs> I even tried to like get us started right out of the gate today because I, I knew there was going to be a I'm million sorry. bits of, no, don't be sorry, Sarah. Sarah was on fire today. She I mean, chat, chat, chat. Mike came out of the gate with his intro, but I think Sarah, man, I think she got VIP status today. Very important panelist. Ooh, nice. Or MVP, most valuable panelist. So, yes. yeah, anyway, I like don't know about that. We're over time, guys. This was a ton of info. Please hit us up in uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, leave us a review. Hit us up wherever you find us. If you're connected to us uh, in the Facebook groups, things like that. We would love to hear how these are working out for you. Um, there's lots of other things to talk about. I, we are going to do a typography episode coming up. I saw there's a couple other things in there about some of the other crazy ones like clamp and things like that, that relate to text. So we are going to do a typography episode in the next couple months. But, uh, in the meantime, I hope that this helped to demystify some of the design issues and how, how to not only plan, but test and modify your responsive design. Hopefully it was helpful. If it was again, show us a little love. We love you right back, and we will see you guys next week. Take care. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.